Alright, we locked in right now. It's the Wheel One Podcast. Your boy Master Twice. I got a special guest in the cut. You know what I'm saying? It's my boy Christian right here. You know what I'm saying? It's good. Introduce, introduce yourself to the people. Yeah, my name's Christian. I'm coming up. <laughs> <laughs> Just Christian, man. I'm going to keep it super simple. Yeah, you know, right. we, can, we can keep it at a simple base like that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So, Neil, a thing that we usually like to do in the podcast, you know, we usually like to get right into it and we like to talk about, you know, upbringing, you know, siblings, family life. And, you know, a little bit about, like, the passions that you had as a kid, too. Like, you know, let's, let's, let's hear a little bit of all that. Okay, solid. So, <clears throat> I guess regards into regards of my upbringing, if that's where we're starting. Mm-hmm. You know, as far back as we can go, like, you know. Yeah. I remember, we, you know, I was born in Mississauga, so I was, you know, Saga Man Square One. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Grew up in a complex, funny enough, and, you know, it was kind of where my older brothers, myself, like, we all had, like, our own circles, but it was, like, the older people would always be looking out for you. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 I know so, you know. So, it gave me the right to be bad as shit. So. Yeah, because, like, you know, it's like everyone's kind of like, all right, just rile him in when he gets too much, like, yeah, you know? Yeah, So, I pretty much spent my whole life out there or that period of my life outside just running around with my boys with friends all that stuff but at the same time like i guess if we were to take it a step deeper it's like spend all this time outside but like inside is where you'd still see like the challenges of the household and stuff Mm -hmm. like that and so you spend the time outside to kind of like get away from the stuff inside exactly yeah it's funny that you say that because like you know i kind of relate to that a lot because like i used to think about myself because especially me my parents in my neighborhood live right across the street from the basketball court and it's like whenever things are going on that i don't want to escape from that was like whatever it could have been inside I, that's where exactly where i went i went outside i tried to spend as much time as i could out there because it's like it, it was like therapeutic in a sense it made you forget about what was going on and you just you just felt good for the moment in time that's all you really needed in that that moment in time you know until you yeah. get the the cute the true source of the issue yeah but i'm appreciative of growing up like that yeah because like yeah. a lot of kids spend too much time inside yeah. and then i feel with too much time inside it de- deals with like too with time inside your head because when you're outside you're outside you're you're enjoying life and living life and all that but then at the same time you're you're around other people and when you're around other people like we just have conversations in general and we get those thoughts out of our head that we usually don't when we're just inside by ourselves more times you know Mm -hmm. it's just a a bottle up effect like effect yeah it's like you know i even like reflecting on it i feel like i learned a lot just from being having that freedom as a kid Mm -hmm. even like little things like some little develop early developments of leadership where it's like yo i want to play a game i'm a run tag i'm a set it man up. hunt you know what i'm yeah, saying man, I'm, I'm, I'm making sure every man's already like setting everyone up you know and when everyone's saying? tired you're like all right who's trying to run nicky nicky nando's oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, badass little kids in the village so i can't lie i booted a couple of doors in my day <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you right. that I don't know. There's something about that adrenaline. That, you yeah, know what I'm saying? As a kid, yeah. you're just like, ah, I'm not supposed to do this. You know what I'm saying? But as soon as I seen my mom's whip coming into the complex, oh. I know I'm not supposed to be outside. Catch you running Run through the backyard. Yeah. Try, <laughs> try to make it in through the back. So it's like, you know, you act like you've been here the whole time, even yeah. though you're huffing and puffing. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. So 
appreciative of how, growing up like that and all that and you know even that time spent as in mississauga growing up you know in the moment felt challenging to a degree mm-hmm. but you know attitude of gratitude i'm grateful because that's what shaped everything for where i've been going in like the direction of mm-hmm. my life i feel like that's one thing that a lot of people don't embrace a lot is like you go through these like turmoils or situations that like at the time are maybe even challenging or hard to get through but then it's like when you look back on everything it's like you wouldn't really want to change it because it really like you said shapes you to go, know for where you're going because like you know i think for me i'm a person that feels like everything's been written like you know it's all written and we have like decisions to make that lead us down a, like a split in the road mm. and i feel like either which way you go that path is written for you but like this is why you're going through what you're going through in the meantime it's meantime so it's like i like that when you said that because it just really made me think about that and a lot of people are stuck in that like you know they feel everything in the past has been so hard on them so how could they go forward instead of the opposite of like this has shaped me to go forward Mm. reminds me of a story um it was a passage in a book but it's been retold so many times and it speaks about there's two twin boys and their dad was an alcoholic maybe mm-hmm. you've heard of it and dad's an alcoholic two twin boys and you know they grow up to live very different lives and the one of the boys one of the twins grew up to be an alcoholic as well mm. and when someone asked him he said i had no choice my dad was an alcoholic uh-huh. the other one grew up to be extremely successful business owner entrepreneur mm-hmm. and when he was asked said because my dad was not alcoholic. i had no choice yeah so that's like, <laughs> that's like the exactly what i'm saying right there yeah. where it's like that split in the road where they both went through the same situation but they took their outcomes very differently mm-hmm. where it's just like one's like well i've seen this my whole life like what do you expect from me while well, the other one was like i've seen that my whole life what do you expect me i have to get like i have to get bigger than this i can't can't do this the rest of my life mm. so it's like i love that you're saying that and i love that we were bringing that like attention to that. i felt like a lot of people they don't like to embrace the struggles that we do that you have in any part of life but especially like the early parts of life i feel because like mm. those are the formative years especially you know yeah and it's um, <clears throat> like in the grand scheme of it was it like the worst thing absolutely not like <laughs> like like man you gotta be grateful for everything facts and facts. so like in hindsight it was not the worst i was stuff like so many people are affected with like it was more so like financial challenges in the mm-hmm. home and stuff like that so my brothers are working from when they're young mm. to just keep everything and so seeing that as a kid and knowing it stressed out my mom and stuff it's like, almost like as a kid you learn the stress of money when it's like you're really just supposed to be living life 100 percent. i remember being like grade five or something and seeing seeing how my mom was stressed and you know things were tight like i just knew mm-hmm. knowing you know but you don't know yeah it's like they don't need to tell you but it's like you know yeah i know i can't ask for this new game right now though like it's, it's, it's one of those ones like it, it ain't gotta be said but it's understood you <laughs> speaking of facts because that's been shaping my whole life you know i don't ask for nothing on my birthday i don't ask for nothing on christmas people ask me what i want i'm like nothing i'm, no, I'm good okay. yeah i'm good <laughs> It's just like I'm just used to that. Where it's just like, nah, I don't want to be. I don't, don't want to put the stress yeah, on. Yeah, it's, like, it's, it's all I good. remember specifically wanting this red Digivice, and I saw the commercial. Mm. I'm like, my, I'm good. 
Yeah, yeah, lies. <laughs> you thought about it, you're like, yo, ma. Oh, she probably ain't got it like that. Yeah. Like, I don't even want to put that on her. Yeah. Like, oh, fuck yeah. You know what I'm I remember being young and saying, man, I never want money to be an issue mm. in my life. And I wanted my, like, one of my biggest goals from when I was a youth was to be able to retire my mom. That was the biggest thing. Oh, that's big. That's huge. That's huge. You know, I think that should be a goal for a lot of people in general, just because, like, you know, as the time goes by we're supposed to be taking care of the generation before us like you know and i feel especially if we like set ourselves up in a sense where like i don't know if you are because like someone like me where i'm like first generation canadian where it's like you know our people have done left places for a reason mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what i'm saying to come all the way over here yeah. in this snow and this cold yeah. for us to to do big things you know yeah. what i'm saying and it's like that's why when you say that it's like that's that's the ultimate goal right there to be like nah you ain't gotta work no more yeah i got you a little slot like just just cool out like you know what i'm yeah, saying I, I find it i love that you brought that up because i'm jamaican nigerian my mom came from jamaica she's she's like from she's been living on her own since she was like 15 she came mm. on her own and my dad's from nigeria and i could imagine the this the, the, yeah. the combination in the household of those two uh, like, <laughs> <laughs> hey Jesus. Yeah, you, got, you got it all. You got it all. You got, you got both sides for real. You ain't playing. I used to say I take a credit card and run fast. But I was talking to my dad on the phone the other day, and it was super funny because he's telling me about his nephew is trying to like get out of Nigeria. He wants mm -hmm. to come to Canada, and he's telling me about the struggles that his nephew's mm -hmm. having and then he was like yeah i was going through the same thing and i was like i wouldn't know yeah <laughs> no <Nah>, real <laughs> shit i wouldn't know like yeah I, for me Thank being you. like you know that first generation it's like i hear my my pops and like my dukes they'll be talking about stories even like an uncle and stuff and it's like like i don't yeah. really know about that life like i just know about here and you know what i'm saying and then when i look back especially like as someone who's been back to like those places when you go back mm. you're like oh shit you see you feel the difference because even the people out there treat you like differently like even though it's like from when you're over here it's like oh yeah you know i'm jamaican you know jamaican yeah. niger go out here you're you're a foreigner from canada yeah like you, 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 you ain't one of us like it's like yo who, like who's you like yeah yeah i went to jamaica my mom brought us to jamaica in grade 11 we had a hotel whatever did she tell you not to talk when you went to buy things yes <laughs> man we left the hotel one time and a man's following me down the street he's like yo yo i'm like what up he's like yo i like your chain let me show you oh, no. some oh no he's like, oh no he's like just come with me i'm like i'm not going nowhere right yeah stay here i am canadian now <laughs> <laughs> leave me alone <laughs> drop the whole podcast <laughs> dropped like oh the, no sir oh. no sir i'm from toronto <laughs> You know, hey, hey. we say the extra O Toronto, Toronto. not even Toronto. <laughs> like you know, said uh, so I, I know exactly what you mean. And even they on the hotel, they were teaching people to dance. You know, mm -hmm. everyone on the hotel like that came from everybody teaching everyone to dance. So I was like, let me be part of it. Mm -hmm. The what, the man singled me out. 
he's like, come on, you should be know how to do something. I'm like, yo. Yeah, because it's like, yo, he's looking at you like, yo, aren't you, aren't your people from here? Like, what's going on? If this is a basement jam, I'm sick. Don't <laughs> see basement traps are just, that's a different story. You know what I'm saying? Lights like, are off. Yeah. The confidence has gone up eight thousand. Like you know, it's a different vibe. Yeah. Like all right, everyone's looking at me now. I got to bust up move and I, I got to be on point too. It's like you know what I'm saying. I'm, I'm disrespecting the whole country if I don't do this. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Love it. So like I, I know exactly what you mean, especially with that. Like when you go back and then like how things like you just feel the difference and like you know more reasons for me when I came back too is like okay. This is why I gotta go hard, you know, especially. But um, anyways, you know, what I'm saying I want to kind of bring it back to like, you know, let's talk about like some hobbies and things that you did growing up, like what that you just did for fun, like you know, a little bit of passions and like the hobbies that you did. Yeah. So growing up, everyone around me was into sports. Like mm. they were all playing ball and playing yeah, you know, ball, ball is life. You know, right? My whole life, my whole way. Crazy thing is, like, yo, man's can't play ball and like. I'm not gonna lie to you. I was a I was a baller. So like I, but one thing I did notice from my friends that weren't ballers that it was like this awkward space for them because it was, it's yeah. like especially as being like you know black, it's like the niggas expect you to ball. Facts. And it's like, what do you mean you're out balling? And right. then it's like, so what are you doing? Yeah. Uh, so well, tell us about that. So I I didn't play ball and <clears throat> everyone did. So I always felt like really really uncomfortable mm-hmm. around it. But, you know, to the point I went to Zeller's at Brownlee City Center back in the day and, like, bought myself a basketball because I'm like, yo, like, I'm looking at myself. I'm like, yo, I should be sick at this. <laughs> I should be sick at this. I'm dribbling. Yeah. Like, yo, I got it. But I don't got it like that. So <laughs> I don't got it like that. So I never got into sports and I was never big into TV. In terms of, like, hobbies, where it really, really started for me, was around 18 18 mm. i got really big into reading ah, reading books if, like, I, I, funny enough i same similar thing for me like around like 19 is when i really got my my passion for reading in so it's yeah. like funny i was just around the same time but you know continue on that though like what what book got you into like guy that really like made you dive into it where you're like all right reading is the shit i can't believe i wasn't doing this before yeah so the first book was Thinking Girl Rich, Napoleon Hill, and how I got into reading it. I call him I call him my uncle Samir. He's like you just know him as much as like family. He's like he had the book on him, I'm like, what book is that? Mm. He's like, Oh, you don't want to read it. I'm like, What? Oh, it's one of those ones. <laughs> like, Universe psychology dude. Hey. <laughs> He's like, You don't want to read it. I'm like, why? He's like, Because I heard everyone who reads this book ends up rich. <laughs> He's like, You don't want to read it. Like you know, you, you look like you're content. Like you know, look at this book right now. <laughs> so that's how I got into, sort of how I got into reading there. But like where it really sparked, and um, so first year university, like halfway through, my mom got sick. Oh shit! She got she had breast cancer. She got breast Fuck. cancer, and so first semester I was like doing really really well academically, like. I read something as a type of it's it's like stuck it's there mm-hmm. and after she got breast cancer like everything plummeted like oh my god i could only imagine like, bro yeah. like that's my whole focus would is like if i was you would be like on my dukes like fuck this school shit like you know? mm-hmm. so everything dropped there but just before i found out about her having got breast cancer 
I had started and started in network marketing, AC, some company ACN, mm-hmm. and I did. I I honestly paid the money. Went like that, like the moment after I paid, mm-hmm. I got on a mega bus to St. Catharines to go turn up for the weekend, <laughs> and so I forgot about it. Oh fuck! <laughs> but what came along with it was a subscription to something called Success Magazine, okay. and so every month this magazine and a DVD would come to my house. And I had access to this online portal of books and like webinars and speakers and all of this. And so when everything happened with my mom, one of the magazines happened to come through and I decided to log in. Mm -hmm. And that's when I like, like my world opened there because that's when I got into personal development, like learning, like Les Brown, I always say, like got me through. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Like, because even when I think about like my own like going through my whole like loving to learning how to read it was like almost like similar things where it was like for me like i wasn't going to school at the time like you mm-hmm. know i finished high school and all that and this is like i was chasing my hoop dream you mm-hmm. know what i'm saying so i did like a fifth year there were it was a, a teacher strike so didn't play ball so uh, i literally came back for no reason now because i already graduated yeah so i then i was like i didn't know what to do for so after i dropped out because i'm like i'm not gonna fucking keep coming to school and i don't need to be here i was just like sitting around smoking weed all day i'm keeping it real yeah i'm not doing nothing productive with myself and then i had to sit back and i was like fam you're moving like a real waste man out here (laughs) not real time like bro literally all you do is sit around and smoke weed all day with people like that's 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 cool like and i was like you got to do something bro you're not working you're like you got to do something like at least work your mind and like yeah. I so happened to come across um I think it was uh forty eight laws of power. That was the first one I stumbled upon. Mm. And I read the book and well I am not gonna cap, so I read like the twenty two bit like the twenty second law because like after a while I was like, if I keep reading this I think it's gonna turn me slightly evil. I get you. Nah. Something about it. Because it's like <laughs> you read it, like I said, the first law was the one that always stuck with me was was it uh do get others to do a hundred percent of the work get others to do the work and you take a hundred percent of the credit yeah and i'm like hmm that's sounds kind of fucked up but you know whatever yeah. you know you roll with it and then you keep reading the book and you're like yo especially because they give you all the historical like examples you're like i could do this yeah and that's what i'm like let me stop reading this before i get too many ideas and this yeah. i'm just on my evil tip you know what i'm saying <laughs> but then that led me into like the secret and then that was like you know, oh, a lot of attraction huge. and all that yeah. stuff so it was like it just opened up the floodgates so it's yeah. like I, what you were saying when, like, when you know when you got the subscription that felt like it just opened up the floodgates yeah where it was just like all right boom now it's like the knowledge is just rolling in it's not stopping i, I almost wish i had my journals now because like from when i started that subscription really got into les brown darren hardy who's probably one of my favorite people uh, Jim Rohn, all of this, and then I started reading and reading and reading and reading. Um, I I have four journals at this point, and like in each of them is pretty much all quotes and things from and like me, like almost like studying the books that I'm mm-hmm. reading. I, I approached it like a textbook. I mean, and but what, aren't our books not the same? Exactly, because they're giving out the knowledge, uh, just like you know, just like the textbook, if not more knowledge, because the textbooks is kind of more like step-by-step step precise ways of doing things well when you're reading these type of books it gives you perspective mm-hmm. and i feel like that's something that you know as, at least in school i never got a lot from like textbooks or textbook reading you know what i'm saying because yeah yeah i honestly couldn't tell you anything that 
I read in a textbook at this point. But if you were to ask me what I read in one of the, just like a personal development book, I could give you, I could answer that. Even, and I'm grateful too, because like what power, what fueled me reading at that point was like, yes, I was learning a lot, but I was around, because I was still in the network marketing at that time, I was around people that were like all On trying to wave. make moves and trying to do this. And like they kept relaying every, all everything back to reading is key exactly and so that's what kept me going there and it got me into like that entrepreneurial mindset mm. and then knowing that a i didn't want money to be an issue in my life and i wanted to be able to retire my mom from when i was younger it all just connected all came full pieces. circle now like now that we we talk about like how that came full circle i want to talk about like in general like you know with you being who you are you know black male society entrepreneur reader you know what I'm saying? <laughs> All that. No, nah, because I, I say this as a serious thing, you know, because like I'm, we're, I'm about to get into like, you know, your views on how society <clears throat> is from your perspective. But I just say that as like, especially the reader part, because I noticed one thing for me when I started reading, I'd go on the bus with a book and literally get double takes. Like people like walk by me and be like, I is that nigga reading a book? I have a funny story about that, but I can't say that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what you know it's true. I'm not the only one, you know what I'm saying? But like, yeah, yeah. tell us about like, you know, how your views are on how society is for someone like yourself. It's an interesting question. You know, I understand, you know, from growing up, my mom used to always say to me, like, as a black man, like, you're starting a little bit behind the the start line and so you have to work harder you have to dress a certain way you have to carry yourself a certain <laughs> way yeah you know and so i always had that and adopted that now with being an entrepreneur and you know kind of like working on the businesses that we're working on at the moment and i feel that i've created like my own little world mm. No, no, talk about that a little bit. Like, you know, deep dive. Like, let the people know. Like, what do you mean? What do you mean by that? I feel like I created my own little world because, like, I understand, like, others may try to put some sort of limitations on me or look at me a certain way because I like to read or because I'm doing these mm -hmm. certain things and all of that. But it's like, in a way, there's a very large self-centeredness that goes on up here, where it's like it's just being real. Where it's like. I, I don't even like it's, I want to say I ignore it but I don't ignore it because I just don't notice it anymore mm -hmm. whereas like in the beginning like don't get me wrong now nah, there's still moments where I notice okay. like you know, we're all human yeah, yeah I'm like this guy's moving fugazi you know like <laughs> you know he's <laughs> moving like that cause I'm like, fix up me. fix up yeah but for the most part I don't feel like I'm hit with a lot of the challenges that I know can be present for you know young black males trying to like do their thing mm. and, and grow and all of that and it's it's probably a large part because it's like what what i even do like i work from mm. like both companies are able to be run from a laptop yeah i mean but that's the thing that we got to like teach the youth now because like you know i feel like I had a conversation like this with uh you know an another homie of mine before where it's like where we come from this is why only a couple options like ball which don't take most pretty much anyone anywhere like oh they'll take you some places but not where the promised land or like working a regular job like everyone else the thought process i feel like where we're from is not necessarily oh 
I can become start my own business off a laptop. Like, you mm-hmm. know, I don't need much but that. Like, I feel like that's one thing that we didn't talk more about because, like, I feel like these kids feel like exactly what you said. The limitations have been put on them so much where they feel like they're just in this dome. Like, okay, this is where I'm at. I can't actually make it out of there. As you say that, <clears throat> and I reflect, I definitely did feel those limitations up until... I probably got started in ACN or something. Mm-hmm. And then I was my environment, my circle changed. And that's when I stopped like paying. Like it wasn't hitting me as hard because I wasn't around. Mm. I think that's a big thing too about no one to be around. You know, I feel for most people because a lot of people put limitations on you because they, they, they don't think they can do those things. 100%. And it's like, you know, it's very, it's a toxic environment because how are you supposed to grow and like just as a law of attraction thing if everyone around you is saying no you can't do that i was actually having a similar conversation last night and you know at least when it comes to parents Mm -hmm. and and family members and close friends when it comes to like starting your own business and stuff Mm -hmm. and them trying to put those limitations on you of saying hey you probably shouldn't do this or you can't do that or whatever those those limitations they put on you and th- that fear and doubt that they try to instill in you mm-hmm. comes from a place of love of course i was just about to say that too like i it, of course it comes from a place of love and they don't they don't want to see you do something and then you it doesn't live up to your expectations but in the day i'm a person especially now i'm a firm believer of people got to dream big because people there's too many people that are literally working to pay their bills and hate the job that they do oh yeah 100 percent and I feel like that's just not a happy thing. And I feel like some people just, if we encourage more people to just chase their dreams, we'd be surprised how much encouragement can actually take people. I, I love that you bring that up. So two things. When I see people in that situation of like absolutely hating their job, wanting to go do more, wanting to make mm-hmm. more money or change their environment, it really confuses me. Because I'm like... So do it. (laughs) What are you waiting for? I'm not going to lie to you. I feel the same way. Because, like, you know, sometimes I feel like, you know, like the whole podcast is about, you know, basically a therapy session. So more times when I'm not doing the podcast, I feel like the hood therapist, you know, because a lot of people just, you know, talk to me about whatever. And we be talking sometimes. Sometimes people be talking to me and I'm just like, if you can't change it, love it. Yeah. And if you want to change it, do it because it's like there's nothing else you can really do because the more you like just dwell in it the worse it's gonna get because it's either you let's say you know what this is it fuck it i'm gonna just deal with it and roll the punches or say fuck this shit i'm make make something else out of it because like whatever it is even if it's like people got to realize too sometimes you got to take two steps back to really go 10 steps forward 100 you know like i think about it yeah exactly i know arrow is my favorite thing like one of my favorite metaphors too because i always said like, i can't even got one tattoo on me for that same reason where it's like it literally what pulls back to shoot so far away so sometimes you gotta sacrifice that if you want to change your environments and i feel like a lot of people they don't want to put in that extra work because that's what it is like you know it's that extra work and process to like okay what do I have to do now to get to where I want to be because I'm not liking this situation? And the crazy thing is, is that extra work, yes, 
but sometimes and a lot of the time i feel is just reorganization of like what you're currently doing what your day looks Facts. like Facts. it's like if nothing changes nothing changes but if one thing changes that one thing being yourself everything changes and it's, it's the butterfly flight and, it, and it's it's just ref- it's reflected it again and again and again into in the lives and the stories of different entrepreneurs different mm-hmm. people just look at any real change maker any real person that's like shifted their life yeah it's- and it, that's exactly what it is it's just like it's almost like you know like a light bulb like it literally just goes off and you're like okay from once you start moving differently everything else will start turning and i feel i i wholeheartedly agree with you because i even think about like myself like you know me starting to do what i'm doing i've always wanted to do this type of shit but like i've always thought like well you can't do that like you know there's like all these like white people on tv talking about sports not, not, not a lot of yeah. dude, not a lot of black guys unless they were playing a sport and yeah. i ain't that good <laughs> and, you know and it was just like things yeah. like that and then it's like it came to a point where it's like especially like after you know getting shot and everything where i was just like i have nothing to lose like why don't i just go hard and like just chase what i like and once i started doing that it's like what you said everything just started clicking like you know it's like it wasn't even like my first intention was to do what i'm doing now my first intention was i want to do something Mm -hmm. like you know let me like get into a program where it's like even if i'm not going to use this i'm i'm getting up early i'm doing something i'm being productive with my days because that was the start and that just led into so many other things and it was a domino effect and i feel like that's the thing that a lot of people don't realize is like you gotta you gotta take a, you gotta take a first step to run a run a marathon you know and marathons are scary yeah. <laughs> you know what yeah. i'm saying i feel like that's a big thing that like a lot of people don't come to grips with especially when they have those situations where they're like they hate their job they want to change their life or whatever is going on and they just don't realize that one part it's like you know it's gonna be hard that one step but once you get it before you know it, you're running yeah <laughs> you know and you're gone there's so many even little gold nuggets in what she said it's like even something if when you were speaking on when you're starting this and it's like you mentioned getting up early mm-hmm if you just really listen to like and read as you go like it's all there the roadmap is literally yeah, there it was I, I didn't even see it though <laughs> yeah. the funny part, I, like, I knew what I wanted and all that but I didn't even know yeah. I, I just knew like alright something's got to, exactly what you said yeah. something's got to change and my something was I need to be up early in the morning doing something and yeah. no excuse because oh I'm in a wheelchair and it takes me long to get ready I, like no one's gonna give a fuck in the real world mm-hmm. like that's that can only run for so long so it's just like I gotta do something and from there it just like I said everything just kind of just kept rolling and that's why I tried to tell people it's like yo you just gotta take that step and you'd be surprised how long how far it can take you and even if you do like don't succeed immediately like you know there's always a lesson in every like loss or whatever whatever L you take so it's like just take that and run with it like you know take the good from the bad you know laugh at the fucked up thing that happened to you and then you know keep it pushing what else can you do right you know you are like from a lot they're not gonna succeed right away let's keep it real majority of people like you're like nigga i ain't succeeding yet (laughs) 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 i'm just getting it rolling like (laughs) man like the amount of things i've tried and attempted like literally from when i was 18 i decided i want to be a business owner i want to be an entrepreneur i want to do this and from 18 until 
25, 26, mm. I was really and truly just a entrepreneur. I was that guy that I would, yo, I'm going to talk about it. Like, I'm going to talk about it all the time. Like, it's, yo, all the plans are I'm set gonna up. I'm going to do Amazon FBA. I'm going to start selling these products online. I'm going to have an e-com store. Don't. So when someone asked me, like, yo, what have you done so far? Yo, nothing. But don't worry. It's sick, bro. I'm going to be sick with it. Man. And it's not like that. I'll, I'll be like, keeping it real with you. That's exactly how I felt. Like, I remember right after I got shot, because I was like, oh, fuck what I do now. Because, like, you know, can't, yeah. like, go back to regular working and all that. That was yeah. my whole thought process. And I'm like, man, fuck it. I'm going to start rapping. Your wheelchair rap's coming soon. <laughs> I said that for, like, fucking, like, three years. All my homies, will, like, they yeah. have been around me, they'll know. Like, you know, I was like, yeah, wheelchair rap's coming, dropping soon. I didn't, I was just talking shit. Like, I had no idea what I would do. Yeah. And then it's like, eventually when I thought of the idea to do something like this, I was like, exactly what you said. I was talking about it for the longest time before someone's like, so, you buy any equipment? Mm. And you're like, Phew. exactly what you said. I'm like, nah, but, like, yo, fair. Like, yeah. It can only take you so far, right? Like, what? Yeah. Where, where, put you got to put your money where your mouth is sometimes, and you got to like really dive into it and like try. Like, yeah. I feel like that's one thing. A lot of people they're scared to try things because we're always scared of that fear of failure, like you know, fear of rejection. That's something that I've dealt with a lot in my life. Like, you know that. I had a strong issue with like fear of failure, fear of rejection. Like, I, I one reason why I hate to ask people shit is because I hate to hear no, because I hate that that rejection of like no, I can't. It's like, mm. fuck you mean no? Fuck it, I'll do it myself. So yeah. it's like I'd rather not even ask you anyways. Yeah. So it's like I could understand why people are like that, but it's like you need you need to fail in order to grow. Hundred percent, and you know the fear, fear of failure, like it's huge, huge, and look. Like, I'm afflicted with it. Um, but the thing is, it shows up in so many different ways. Yeah. It's not always it's like, it's not always, I'm not going to take this action because I'm afraid of failure. Exactly. It can show up in, I've taken this action, but I'm going to self-sabotage as soon as things start moving well. Just so like, you know, it failed on me so I can just say it's done even though like, yeah. you, never, you never know what could happen. Exactly. And even with that, like I feel like I'm lucky in the paths you know when mm -hmm. it comes to rejection man i had to get i got so much of it just because i got into sales <laughs> so i was doing door-to-door -door solar sales for three and a half years and business business sales that's a lot of like, like yeah close the door in your sell. face <laughs> they don't even say no they just close the door <laughs> bro like uh it was tough. The first two weeks, I wanted to quit. I can't even lie. I would, I, but, uh, <laughs> you were stronger than me because I would not be doing that because I, I couldn't. I could not accept all day someone just being like, nah. Yeah. It's just, oh, I don't know. But, but I, I have to give it to one of the my the sales manager there. His name was Chris. I owe him like, my entire sales career pretty much. He mm. handed me a book mm. within my first two weeks. And it was Door to Door Millionaire by Lenny Gray. And, I read the first chapter and then go to work the next day, throw up a contest. Like we we're the first door to door solar team for that company. Mm -hmm. And they threw up a contest of like whoever closes the most sales today gets a pair of shoes. Mm. I read the first chapter of that book the night before. I went into work the next day. I closed as the first person I ever closed four deals in a single day there for solar and then went on and just like continued my sales career and just did that. I caught a lot of L's. Of I caught course. a lot of L's. But I got a lot of dubs. Yeah, in the sense of like, and they were mental dubs. Like it's like you had to like go through it. It's like everything it, has to happen. It's like that weird thing where like you know it's a combination of experience 
a little bit of luck and then you know like you said going through it where it's like okay you have things to base things off of and then you add that in with your new knowledge mm. now you're killing shit you know mm. what i'm saying while some people they're just like i don't even want they don't want to go through that the pain of the experience because i feel like that's what the, the experience leaves you with a lot of pain because like you said you took a lot of l's it takes it takes a lot to take a lot of rejection and still come back and be like yeah you know this is what i gotta do i kept coming back up until i didn't really at one point <laughs> I know eventually you're like, fuck that. I ain't selling shit for niggas. <laughs> like, three years in a, three and a half years uh, of, of just solar. One time, I, I went to, I was going to go knock on the door. Before I even got to the steps, I was like, what am I doing? I, I can't, I, I, yo, it's like putting your hand on a hot stove and you don't know if it's hot or not. Mm, you're like, and I was like, yo, I'm done. Yeah. Let me go inside. So I just changed sales. <laughs> But inside sales, yeah. so state of sales. You change your position in sales. Bro. Yeah, in sales. You know what I'm I feel that. I feel that. Yeah. So you know, um, one thing though, I got to get into because it's one thing that we always get into on the podcast. We talk a little about about like the mental health aspect of things because like you know we're just talking about how everybody takes L's and like I feel like it's a big thing that we need to talk about like that I like to talk about with the guests especially about like traumatic things that happen to them in their life. You know, one thing in particular. You know, like. I feel that made you kind of like think about your mental health state and like how did you cope and get through that and like in turn turn that negative to a positive. Growing, so I I do have a story to that. Prior to this event occurring, mm-hmm. I would talk to people that were afflicted with mental health and say like tell me about them being depressed or. Mm-hmm feeling anxiety real shit i had no fucking idea what anxiety was i was like what is that yeah but no growing I, up i didn't know either Trust and me. um they would talk to me about it and i always be empathetic and sympathetic have that mm-hmm. ear but i really and truly didn't get it mm-hmm. until i got it <laughs> <laughs> i know exactly <laughs> what you mean I know exactly what you mean it's just like you're just like oh this is it, this is why people say I can't leave the house sometimes. Yeah, I have so, so much yeah. anxiety. You, you know, I guess to answer the original question, I went through like a two and a half year long depression, and oh. I had no idea I was even going through it up until I had. I just had. I was working with CAA at the time, and I just always have audiobooks going. Mm-hmm. And I, Bought an audiobook on cognitive behavioral therapy and it's just playing. It was nearly done. It was like 22 hours long. And, you know, <laughs> it's deep. Yeah, it's deep. And there's a whole chapter on depression. And I'm not even, I didn't even know the chapter was depression, bro. Mm-hmm. But they're talking, they're talking. And I'm just driving my truck. I'm like, yo, why is this man talking about me like that? <laughs> like, yo, <laughs> why, why is he talking about me like that? <laughs> And it's just hitting with bangers and bangers. And I'm like, yo, I think I've been going through a major depression. Mm. And I was. And, you know, I guess to shed light on it, my my mom, she had got sick, really, mm. really sick. You know, she made it past the breast cancer and stuff like that. And I, I guess I'll give a condensed version of um i was seeing someone at the time that lived in guelph and mm-hmm. i was going between toronto and guelph but this time i decided to go for a month mm-hmm. and 
when I came back, November 19th, I go in my house, see my mom, everything's normal. I'm like, hey, mom, what's going on? She's like, who are you? And, fuck, you know, that whole situation, I just try to calm her down. She's like, really didn't know who I was. And so after a few minutes, it, like, it kind of came back. And mm-hmm. then over those couple of days of November 19th, 20th, and 21st, by the 21st, we brought her to the hospital. And, you know, she's never left since then. And now... I'm sorry to hear that, pal. Yeah, I appreciate it. it. You know, she's in a position where she can't speak or talk or move or anything like that. But the last words that I ever heard from my mom, like the last words said, um, was I love you very much. And I, in that moment, I promised her I'd take care of the family. And every from that moment i was a entrepreneur prior to that where you know i'd always talk my mom was my pillar and i talked to her about the life i wanted to create and how i wanted to retire her and how i wanted to start all these businesses and i wanted to achieve these big ginormous goals but she did not get to see me do that and so when everything occurred and she had gone into the hospital, um, A, went through major depression and was completely unaware of it. How I showed up for myself in that relationship at the time was mm-hmm. like a completely different person. I, you know, you go through it all. Of like, Tracks. you know. Ups and downs, roller coaster life. You go through life. it all, but... Once I realized I was in a depression, I'm the type of person where it's like you can't claim ignorance now. And so... You know you know better now. Exactly. So I started looking around for different therapies, like CBT. Um, someone thought it could have been PTSD that I was going through. and um, My PTSD is a bitch. I don't want to. All right. <laughs> I ended up going with MICBT, which is Mindfulness Integrated Cognitive Behavioral Therapy. I mm-hmm. started um, doing these practices plus meditating twice a day, every mm-hmm. day for like three months plus. And I cycled back through it probably a couple times each year. And, you know, that's what helped me, A, get out of the depression, mm-hmm. but also, you know, I guess there's a lot of things that led to that depression at the time. Cheese. We laugh at our pain. We laugh at our pain. You know. <laughs> lost my mom. Lost. Uh, lost my mom in the way that I knew my mom. Mm-hmm. Lost a major relationship that I leaned on mm-hmm. there at the same time due to a one toxic girl. You see, but that's how it usually goes. And then lost that and then at that point it felt like i had nothing and that's when i had to it all came back front of mind of i made a promise that i will not break mm-hmm. it's a must and that's when i really started taking things seriously and making moves in a direction took care of my mental health first doing the micbt mm-hmm. and through that that just aligned the path for me to make the steps that i needed to take to keep my promise and that's still like my north star my guiding path of 
I will take care of my family. I will take care of it. I'll hit my goals. Like, don't worry about it. Yeah, fam, you're trying to make me cry out here and shit, my nigga. Like, real talk. Because, like, you know, it's some, some deep shit. Because, like, even when you're telling your story, like, even when you said, like, your mom went to the hospital November 21st, I got shot on November 21st. So, like, mm-hmm. even when you're saying that, like, those things, like, connect a lot to me. And it was just, like, even what you're saying where it's, like, you took that straight negative where that that can that fucking breaks people like you know i could never imagine even now like going through what you went through and like seeing my dukes and her saying that to me because like that even happened to me with my grandma and that made me feel away but she was like you know at a time where maybe those things are expected but still so it's like you know to go through all that pain and then at the end of it be like nah I got to do better for everybody else right now. Like, you know, and to start, I got to take care of me first. And I feel mm-hmm. like that's a big thing because like you, that's the definition of taking a negative into a positive and using the pain to motivate you to do better because it's like, you see how hard it is and fuck that. I'm trying to make it easier for everybody now. And like, mm-hmm. you know, I really just appreciate you you sharing that right there. You know what I'm saying? Cause that's us. You know, this is it's something that you didn't have to tell everybody. You know, I appreciate that. So I love, bro. You know, definitely not something that I speak. I I don't even. I don't know. You know, when things are just okay, there's some moments where it's just okay, but it's definitely not something most people in my life don't even have an idea. Yeah, because like, I, like I tr- from you know having a conversation with you beforehand, I would never have known something like that. You know, what I'm saying? and then to hear that, and then to see the person you are and how you know you've elevated your life so much going forward you know what i'm saying this is why this is why we tell these stories because you know there's somebody else out there that is going through something very similar that probably needs to hear that you know that like you have you made a promise and you ain't you ain't you ain't you know you're not breaking that period doesn't matter what the fuck happens so Mm -hmm. you know i really do appreciate that you know you come in here telling that you know that real story because this is the real one podcast you know we keep it real out here so you know we're telling that real story really appreciate that but you know before i even let you go though one thing you know because we done talked about how we turn the negative into a positive and we're moving forward on big things what's coming up for the future for you what holds in the future like you know g-wagons um g-wagons we're pulling up with big bodies out here but you know I, I was even talking about this yesterday was again like i'm ex- super excited about everything that's happening and everything that's <laughs> i guess to keep it super simple like start after that situation i started an advertising company and you know just worked <laughs> nothing just had to do my right. thing yeah. and you know it went okay it went well mm-hmm took care of me for three years i haven't done anything but you know which is cool but started a second company recently and that just like really 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 things are taking off and then it fueled the advertising company so now that's really really taking off (laughs) everything just working out right now basically it took 10 years of trying to be an entrepreneur from 18 to now i'm 28 and it's like been trying that's the thing that people don't realize an overnight story takes 10 years to to happen Mm -hmm. there's a lot of grind that comes into that one day you everything just starting to click like you know and i i I like that you mentioned that part too before you just like you know you go into like you know everything started booming 
it, it was a 10 year grind that shit you know it wasn't easy but now you get to reap the, the you know the, the fruits reap your fruits because it's like you know you've been put on all this work and now it's grateful just, like i needed that 10 years to be honest every you don't you don't get something for nothing it's you have to break through those barriers and there's a me- like life's gonna keep hitting you with the same lesson till you learn the lesson facts facts so you that's, have to get through shit. it mentally that why i said earlier that waking up early was a golden nugget because it is you have to get up early bro you gotta get up early and get your <laughs> shit done start your day be productive from the Plan top your of the day top. write it down on paper <laughs> Yeah. you know like just, it real. I, I i don't write it out on paper but i got a mental schedule like everything's set up like I'm, yeah i'm trying to get up by six at least you know what i'm saying yeah. hopefully be out of bed moving by around i don't know 6 37 ish i've been i've been doing that lately though you know what i'm saying my girl's looking at me you know i'm capping <laughs> you know but you know what i'm saying that's always the goal like yeah. you know, but if i need to really get up and do something best believe that's i ain't i ain't playing like you yeah. know, top of the top like i'm ready for this yeah so that's a step. I mess with it. Yeah, this is I my. I, I love the mornings though. Like you know, I'm, I'm a morning. I'm an early morning guy, but I'm a low key a night owl too because I like late nights, early mornings. I used to be a night owl. Now by like nine thirty, ten, I am. I'm like my eyes are bloodshot red. Yeah, I'm not even cap to you. I take a lot of naps. That's what helps me. <laughs> <laughs> right right yeah, take a lot of apps bro what i will say to your previous question on what's next you know it's i will say this when it comes to myself mm-hmm. if i'm being honest i do want a g-wagon but that's like the only thing that i'd want for myself everything is, comes right back down to my family mm. i want to put my nephews in positions that i was not in my brothers and sisters were mm-hmm. in you know just earlier today, I was talking about how we could get my sister a new place, and like I bet that feels fucking good, right, <laughs> right. And it's all about them. And then I want to give back in some way. Like prior, um, it's funny we mentioned the school. Of, I don't know. If, anyway, there's I had an idea to start a program for youths mm. in the past of you know to just be that coach in their corner mm-hmm. where it's like very entrepreneur based where it's like just say what your dream or your goal is you don't have to be scared or frightened here mm-hmm. so i'm not going to be the person to say that's a silly idea that's exactly. not possible i want to be the person in the corner and say yeah that's dope you How can do can this make this work exactly you exactly. know so. i really love hearing that bro yeah but in regards to what's next i guess it's just family stuff for me and just keep growing and we're trying to hit we're trying to, we're trying to do a thing I, I feel that you know that's the whole goal you know how to take care of the fam and keep growing you know what i'm saying right. that's that's what i'm trying to do out here too you know what yeah. what I'm, I'm, I'm 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 at a slow po- slow pace but you know i'm, I'm getting there i'm gonna get there I'm gonna <laughs> eventually but you know you know christian thank you again for coming uh, down you know i really appreciate it you know what i'm saying yeah you know, but it's your boy master twice the will one podcast you know and then we're we signing out <laughs> oh.